when you really sit down and think about what it is that your truest true self really wants, right? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? Vision boards help you really prioritize that. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Happy New Year, Spark Joy fans. We're back from our mindful break. We are refreshed and ready to bring you the next season of Spark Joy. So let's jump right in. Our first guest of 2020 is Erica Clark Alejo. Erica's on a mission to help people be leaders in their own lives and be happy. So while her official title is founder and CEO of Thrive Epic, she likes to think of herself as a chief happiness officer. She spreads messages that help people thrive through being a life coach and leadership coach, dynamic speaker, and event facilitator. Welcome to Spark Joy, Erica. Oh, thank you for having me. Erica, you specialize in life and leadership coaching, or in other words, helping people be leaders in their own lives. What was your path to leadership and to this role? Yeah. So how I kind of started on this journey is I've been self-employed almost my whole career. So I've owned a couple companies. I've spent the last 20 years as a certified sign language interpreter as well. and. As I owned one of these companies and I was an interpreter and just kind of going through life, I found that I was getting burnout and making everyone, including myself, everyone around me miserable and just just struggling to kind of just get through every day. Like It was just like, well, this is normal. This is how life is supposed to be. I'm a mother and it was just, you know, everybody's like, this is just what it is. And I ended up finding coaching. And it changed my life. It helped me understand what it means to be a leader in my own life. And I was like, I have to spread this message to everyone. Everyone needs to know about this, that they don't have to be stuck in status quo. So that's kind of how I landed into coaching and spreading this message. The other part is about leadership. So when we look at leadership, leadership is defined as the action of leading a group of people or an organization. And that's how most people think of it. And while I do end up coaching a lot of leaders in organizations, I help people really shift to see that they are a leader of themselves first. Before we even talk about organizations or people in companies, you're a leader for yourself, right? You had to get yourself out of bed this morning and get yourself to work and decide what you were going to eat, right? You're, you're making all these decisions. Well, it expands into so much more of that. So helping people really step into leadership is really stepping into a lot of self-awareness of how they're showing up for themselves, for others around them, how they're managing stress, and how all this is put together. So then when you're working with, you know, as individuals or leaders and companies, it trickles downwards. But as you're working on yourself, that leadership, it trickles all the way through you and then around to you and your inner circle, your family and your friends as well. So that's kind of why I stepped into this role and what I do and why I love it so much because there's just it's so impactful for people to step into a space and kind of own who they are. 
fantastic. Be your own leader first. I love that. Yes. <laughs> and you're in Chicago now. We actually met through a co-working event and uh, you have local events, but also virtual most of my coaching is done virtually. So, and then when I do events, I, you know, do them all over. Awesome. And your work is mostly around helping women who are mid-career get unstuck, which is definitely something I think many of our listeners can relate to. I know I certainly can. And the challenges of trying to figure out what to do next or where to go when you know that you need to do something different. One of the things that you specialize in is something that is, of course, very near and dear to us, and that is vision boarding, which is, of course, also the process that we go through in Kanmari when you're beginning to contemplate your tidying event. And, of course, we discuss vision in greater detail in SparkJoy episode number five, which was how to visualize your ideal lifestyle and living environment. But we really love to explore a variety of different perspectives on vision boarding. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the vision boarding process and why you feel that having a vision is so important. Vision boards are one of my most favorite things to do with clients. I think that they're really important because several reasons, but one of it is it's visually motivating, right? When I encourage people to put their board up, Put it at a place that you can look at it, that you can, even if it's just every day, you're glancing at it for a moment, right? And you can kind of align yourself with like, here's what I'm doing in my life, right? As I'm leading myself in my own life, here's what I'm doing. And this is the reasons I'm doing it. This is what I'm working for. But so much more than that, it's also about putting it out into the universe. You think about like, there's probably goals that you have that you're like, I'm not going to tell anybody, but it's something that I really want or a way of being or something I want to do and you keep it to yourself, right? It's really hard for things to manifest when you don't put it out there. And I believe there's a lot of power of putting it out there because it helps other people hold you accountable, right? When you say like, man, I really want to take a trip next year, you know, do a big trip, something that's going to recenter me. What's going to happen when you put it out there is people are going to start asking about, hey, did you take that trip? Have you booked it yet? Right? You're going to start seeing things around that align with that. And that is just so powerful. Some of the other things that people don't realize about vision boards is that it really helps you align to your goals. So when you go through the process of putting your board together, and when I do it, I have like a very intentional way that I help people put those boards together. And then it helps them really parse out what some of their goals are. Because on the surface level, when you don't have time to think about it, you're like, okay, well, I know these are my goals. But when you really sit down and think about what it is that your truest true self really wants, right? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? Vision boards help you really prioritize that. I'll share one example is... I was leading a group of women and one of them at the end, we usually share you know, about their board and what surprised them. And one woman said, I came in here expecting to put all this stuff on about my career because I have these big career goals and this is what I'm focused on. But her board had nothing related to career and it was all other stuff. And when we ended up digging down, we found that really she's so focused on her career that a lot of her other parts of her life are being neglected. And it came through in her board about all the things that she's missing she felt like she was missing, right? And not doing and sacrificing because of some of the things that at work. So she was able to actually get a better sense of balance. And that's the power of the boards, right? Putting your intentions out there, prioritizing, aligning. And then there's no box, right? You're not being put into like, your goals have to fit into these 
three little things, right? This board is yours and it can be as small or as vast as you would like it. Yeah, the power of the boards. I love that. You're I'm sitting here like nodding to everything you're saying because vision and goals is like my thing. I just love it. And I also love to explore them further at the top of the year. I think this is a time for a reflection and new beginnings and resolutions, but is the top of the year the best time to create a vision board? Is there one specific time that works best? I'm going to say that any time is a great time because if you don't have one, then why wait to, you know, for a new year to do it? But being that this is the beginning of the year, like, why not do it today, right? Why not do it this weekend? And I think you're right that a lot of people find that the beginning of the year is a good time. I don't know if it's a human thing, if it's an American thing, I'm not sure where it actually comes from. But right, a lot of times we think, oh, we're going to start this on Monday or start this next month. So I think instead of just waiting for a particular day, like today's the day. Well, and certainly I think that vision boarding is aspirational. And, you know, we use that phrase, the idea of your best life going forward. And I think for a lot of people, it's really hard to know even where to start with that. What are some of your thoughts about how to begin the vision boarding process? I think just really by letting yourself be free and telling yourself that there's no judgment. This is your board. It's going to be perfect however you put it together. And I think just take the pressure off that it has to be some perfect thing or it has to be some look into the future. Just really be free with it and just see what comes out of it. So I like to tell people, don't go in with an agenda of like, I need to put these things on a board, but really just let yourself be free and see what comes out of it. I feel like we've talked a lot about visuals. You know, I'm assuming when we say vision board, we're talking about like cutting things out of magazines or putting pictures on the board. And I always default to visual because I'm a very visual person, but I don't want to forget about people who prefer to write or are auditory learners, perhaps, and they listen to podcasts or audiobooks and that's how they learn or that's how they kind of visualize, so to speak, their goals or manifest their goals. Do you have any suggestions for those who aren't so comfortable with the whole like idea of the Pinterest board or the pictures and the images and the magazines? Yeah, I would suggest just, I mean, it still comes down to sometimes writing things. It's really hard if you just say, listen to them and remember them because we forget them. So that's like the power of the board. But people who are more auditory, I would say like, write down quotes that you hear, write down things that you hear, you don't have to cut stuff out of magazines by any means, you can just write them on a board, you can write them on like post it notes or index cards or something like that and put it up. And even when you're doing a vision board, it doesn't have to be all pictures. One of my actually a board that I just love somebody ended up it was all words on the whole thing and they actually ended up writing basically a piece of poetry from all different words that resonated it doesn't always have to come in the form of pictures the other thing is like for kinesthetic individuals is i've seen people that not have boards but have like a shadow box type thing mm-hmm. and they've actually taken little things that represent something and put them in there so it might be a postcard but it also might be a little you know carved elephant rock that would mean something to them, right? It might mean freedom or travel or something. And they've put together kind of a 3D type board. Oh, I really like that. I I like the idea of the three-dimensional objects. And just as you said, maybe things that more represent an idea as opposed to 
like I have little things in my vision area. I have an area that's my what I call my vision. And I have little things that just represent having a good sense of humor or travel, but it, it's not that specific. It's more the idea of that. I, I think that that's really a, a super great idea. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. So what would you say the, the basic key components of a great vision board are? What should a vision board encompass? I feel like this is a trick question because I always <laughs> say, right, that there is no right answer. There is no right board and there is no perfect board, but your board is going to be perfect for you, right? There's no like, here's what a board should look like. And again, that's why I tell people when they go into it, just be open to what comes out on that board and let go of the judgment, right? Of what you think this board should look like. And it's all you and it's okay. So I would probably only say the only thing is, is don't compare yourself as well Mm. to other people of like, well, I have to have this on my board. And I think just keeping things on there that really do, I'll use your line, right? Spark joy. So if there's something that you're getting ready to put on your board and it doesn't bring you happiness and joy, don't put it on your board, right? Don't put it on there because you feel the pressure of having somebody that looks like the ideal perfect woman or your future self that then you feel like a failure because you're not that. Like You don't want stuff like that on your board. You want things that really do bring you joy. I remember when I walked through this exercise with you, Erica, I had a really powerful response to that idea that you suggested that we take off anything that gives us FOMO or makes us feel bad, even though it's a positive image. And I realized that for years, I've been putting like cutouts of this same woman who's like an influencer, who's not even in organizing. She's like in fitness, I think, and does inspirational talks. And I love her hair and like her motivation (laughs) and her style. But I realized that like, I don't know, I guess the image was either getting stale or I just didn't need it anymore to know who I wanted to be. And just looking at it wasn't making me feel any better. So I actually removed all images now of people from my board um, and just use words and images combined because it just felt right for where I am now. So I love that suggestion. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I actually got goosebumps when you said that. I know we've talked about it, but it is. There's so much power and it should only bring you joy. It shouldn't make you feel bad or make you feel like a failure to get to that point. It should be something like, this is what I want and I'm proud of it. I think there's just really this whole idea that, you know, just like so many things in our lives, we can use the vision board to beat ourselves up, right? So by having things that are just so unrealistic or maybe, you know, we all want to dream, but it needs to at least be something that you can 
measure progress toward. So I could see how, I mean, I certainly have, you know, used this, an ideal of something that, you know, I guess maybe is possible, but maybe not realistic for right now, this minute as not a good thing. And, you know, you're right. After a while, it's, it's kind of like we talk a lot about our clients who have half their closet full of things that don't fit them anymore and how they use the closet as kind of something that makes them feel bad. And that's really not the idea of a vision board. Right. Exactly. I've had people do vision boards that are really just inspirational and that's what they needed at that moment. So it's mm-hmm. not really about a future self, but it's about really grounding them in who they know they are. And it's been more about inspiration in the moment. I love that. Yeah. I had a client put it so well the other day that she didn't want clothes that were too small because she felt like that she was dressing someone else. She wasn't dressing herself. And so I think that applies so much to this idea of being careful about how aspirational we get on these boards, whether it's reasonable, whether it's comfortable, making sure we're not comparing or trying to be someone else rather than speak to our own strengths. Yes, I agree. It's really important, Kristen. You just made me think of of a few clients that I've had who had a vision of themselves like, oh, I'm going to wear a Chanel suit every day to work when that's like the last thing they really wanted to do. But they had this image that this is what they should want. And it really becomes interesting to see that evolve over time when people become much more comfortable in their own skin. Like, yeah, you know, maybe I don't want it to do that. Exactly. I will say that like in coaching, when we use the boards and we talk about them, we talk about things like that. Like, what is that Chanel actually represent to you? And there's probably a hidden thing aside from just right being that it's Chanel and this is, but it's about the way it makes her feel or, you know, the other things. And it's great. I mean, these vision boards give you a great wealth of information and things to be explored. And you can ask yourself, like, what does this really mean for me? When you're done doing your board, don't do it during the process. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, we talked about the aspirational side of things and this idea of vision. So we should probably shift into the execution, which is equally as important, working towards those goals that you mentioned earlier, Erica. And so I'm assuming you probably have some tips for nailing those down. Sometimes we have a strong vision, but sometimes things get off track and we get a bit off the rails. So what happens then? Do you have any tips for staying true to our vision? So I think a really, as I mentioned earlier, put your board up somewhere where you can see it and share your board with people. So it can feel very private. Like this is your sacred thing, right? Because these are your dreams, your aspirations, the things that you want, right? But share it out with people because people close to you, you know, they're going to hold that space for you. And hopefully they're going to help hold you accountable. Be like, hey, how's that going? Right? They're going to ask you questions about the board and then you get to share about it and talk about it. So you get to like relive all of that joy of explaining why things are on there. So that's kind of the initial thing that I always suggest. And then moving from there is looking at your board, you know, every day, like realigning, like this is what I'm working for. This is what I'm doing. This is you know, what's happening. This is my goals. And it can just be really powerful as opposed to putting it in the back of the closet. And I will say that I have a lot of people that put it in the back of the closet and then they're like, Erica, all this stuff came true. And I'm like, yes, but I <laughs> like put it out there, put it in the forefront, be proud of it and look at it with intention. I stuck mine on my mirror. <laughs> this was the board that 
we made during your presentation, Erica. Yeah. I have a separate board at home that is like my vision board that I always have in my office. But because this was like a specific exercise, I decided to move that one to my bathroom mirror. It stayed there for about a month or two. And I like the fact that I was forced to see it because I always say if you're wondering when you should change your vision or update it, it's probably when you stop seeing it, right? You stop noticing it, you forget about it, you put it in the back of the closet, and you never look at it again, or you walk by it and you're never, you're not processing the images anymore. They don't resonate. Right. And you have to ask yourself, why are you not resonating, right? Because you're already like, I got that check. Or maybe they've changed and that's okay, right? You just change your sale and set course, right? Because they're not set in stone and that's okay too. I actually suggest that people do them at least once a year and kind of revisit, see what's, you know, what's happened on their board, look to other things that they can do for a fresh new board. Instead of doing the boards with like a lot of glue sticks and magazines and scissors, all that, I decided to use like a Bolton board style and that saved mm-hmm. me so much time. And then every time I would achieve something on the board, I could just swap it out or remove it um, real time. So I still revisit my vision about every year, usually around this time. But it's just so much easier, more flexible for me. Yeah, it works. I know sometimes when we do them in large groups, it's hard to do bulletin boards for everyone. But I, I know quite a few people who do and love being able to do exactly what you said to swap out some of the things. Well, you know, and along those same lines is this idea that our vision certainly changes over time. And when I think back at what I thought I really wanted for myself five or 20 or 10 or 15 years ago, I'm so glad I didn't get some of those things that I thought were going to be so perfect. So it's very true that your vision changes over time. How do you know when it's time to refresh your vision? Not based on the calendar necessarily, but you know, how do you know that the things that you wanted in the past maybe are due for a revision or maybe a complete overhaul? Yeah. I mean, I think just when you're not looking at the board anymore or when you've realized, man, a lot of that stuff is happening, right? And you're just ready. You're like, okay, what's next? What's the next level? Where am I going? What is the other things that I want? That's always a great time. Or just, you know, picking a time of the year that you do well with sitting in reflection. For some people, that'd be like summer when they're on vacation. For others, that might be like this time of the year, right? I think you have to do what's right for you. But if you stop looking at your board, you have to question why. And if you start accomplishing everything on that board, let's level up. Let's do some more. Definitely. Yay. So inspired. (laughs) (laughs) And we should probably mention the scenario. Let's use organizing as an example. So let's say getting organized is on the vision board, maybe some images of a clutter-free space or just the concept of Kanmari, maybe a picture of Marie Kondo. Let's start there. Let's say something goes wrong. We miss the mark. We don't meet the vision. How do we course correct in that moment where we set that goal, but something comes up, either it becomes less of our priority or we stumble or stutter step. How do you recommend that we take the next action? Yeah. Well, the thing that came to mind, I was like, is there really a wrong? Like, is there really a, you know, maybe it didn't quite come together like you thought, right? You didn't quite get it executed, but I believe in it's about like failing forward, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just about taking steps, right? It's great that you recognized it, 
And you course correct by being like, is this still a priority for me? Right? Is this something I'm still searching for? Or shall I say, you know, being able to do right getting organized? Is that really what I want? Which it probably is, right? And then you just you have to set up the what do I need to do to support me? Right? Like, what is the tools, the resources, the people, the organizations that I need to support me to help me get to those goals? So I think at any point, you have to just reanalyze, figure out the priority. And if it's still there, right, you just set your sail, right? (laughs) And just go for it. Well, with that, we have to ask, what is on your vision board this year, Erica? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So my vision board actually has a lot of things about being bold and really stepping in and owning my space to others. So I find it really easy to do for myself in space, but sometimes really just, you know, shining that bright light to others is not always the, you know, I don't always do it in the way that I really want to. So this year was all about really just stepping into a bigger space and putting myself out there a little bit more. And so I I have this pair of lips, they're bright colored, like super bright and super bold. But when I, every time I look at those lips, I was like, that's right. Being bold, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) I'm doing it. Right. And so my board actually this year lends itself to a lot more motivation in the moment, which is what I was talking about earlier. So it's, it's not necessarily like far future aspirational, but to remind me, to ground me in like, yes, this is what I'm doing. I'm living my authentic life as best as I can. Fantastic start. And what is sparking the most joy for you at this very moment? Yeah, I mean, getting to spend time with my family through the holidays is great. I actually have really wonderful family. So it's been really fun. And then getting ready to prepare for my big summit that I have coming up here. So I don't know, I'm just super excited to be able to change more people's lives. And through the summit, it's going to happen. So for me, that's a lot of joy. What parting words of wisdom do you have for our listeners? I would say be proud of who you are and your dreams that you have and nothing's really too big and that your vision board's going to be perfect for you. It's not anybody else's board but yours. I love that. What a great way to end it. Thank you for joining us, Erica, on this first episode of Spark Joy for 2020. Yeah, thank you for having me. I feel like we could talk about vision boards all night. They're one of my most favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've come to the right place because we love talking about them as well. But we've got to get to doing them. I've been super inspired and I'm going to go back to my board and see what I can tweak now that I've heard your perspective. So thank you so much for sharing. And now it's time to take action. Yes, let's do it. To connect with Erica, visit thriveepic.com. Don't forget to sign up for Erica's free online Intentional Empowerment Summit, January 31st through February the 2nd. See the link in our show notes for more information. Exclusively for SparkJoy listeners, Erica is also offering $100 off of her 2020 retreat that will be announced very soon. Head over to our show notes for details or contact Erica at Erica, that's A-R-I-K-A, at thriveepic.com, and mention Spark Joy. And now it is time for us all to take action. So we would love to see your very own vision boards. Please feel free to share them with us on the Spark Joy podcast Instagram or our Facebook page. 
We'd love to see what you're putting together for the new year. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.